0: Hello, EKN Nation! Welcome to the thirty-fourth uh, edition of the Industry Insider Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening to the EKN Radio Network. Of course, uh, David Cole and I do what we can to get a lot of content out. These are uh, these are unique days uh, in the twenty-five years that I've been in this sport. I uh, never had something like this happen before, where we've all essentially been on lockdown. On quarantine, t- trying to deal with uh, a, a global pandemic, uh, COVID nineteen and the and the coronavirus, obviously changing the way we all look at daily life as we uh, all focus on trying to to shut down uh, the onset uh, of the of the disease, uh, the the the, uh, the virus here uh, in North America, both in Canada and the U.S. and globally as well. Again, interesting days for sure, and it's for me. And I'll uh, I'll introduce my my guest here today first. But, but it is definitely interesting days. I'm sure that he's never seen it as well because he's been in the sport much longer than I have. But joining me today here on the EkN Radio Network from Margay Racing Products, Keith Freeber. Keith, thank you so much for joining us. And where are you at the shop right now? Are you at home? Where are you?
1: <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me, Rob. Yeah, un- unprecedented times, and uh, just yeah, f- forget about have I ever seen anything like this in the sport before? I mean, have I ever seen anything like this in, in my 52 years of life? Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, you know, and I'm not laughing to make light of the situation, but it's, it's just uh mind numbing right now. So um, right now I'm at the shop. I am the only one in the office um, trying to maintain some semblance of business. Um, you know, we still have customers calling. We still have shipments coming in. We, we are expecting an international shipment in this afternoon. We're expecting another international shipment next week. Um, I do have two people in the shop um, producing product right now. And the rest of our team is working from home. Um, our goal, as, as I stated in a, in a video last week on Facebook, was to keep our team fully employed and paid, um, throughout this, uh, situation. And, and that's what we're doing. We're trying really, it's, it's going to get interesting. It was easy to say that a week ago. And, uh, you know, a week later, it starts to get a little bit more interesting yeah, um, and challenging as, as you're well aware. But, um, so yeah, we're, we're trying to be good citizens. We're trying to be responsible business owners, um, we're trying to keep things flowing, and and uh, part of that is to hit the pause button a little bit on carding and obviously everything going on. But it's a great opportunity to talk about how we can sort of regroup in carding and and maybe shift the focus a little bit and, and talk about where the focus should be uh, going forward. So uh, interesting times indeed, and, and again, I appreciate all you're doing to. Keep carding at the front of um, all of our passionate enthusiasts uh, in the front of their minds, and and uh, help us all sort of get through this time and, and until we can get back to the track.
0: You know, I find it interesting. One of one of the things I was going to bring up at, at the start there was the fact that uh, when you live the sport like we do, twenty four seven, or even those who who race as club racers, regional racers, national racers, whatever it is you know, we see people battling back and forth. We see uh, negative and positive battles on social media or people are commenting back and forth and, and it ends up degrading and people get you know pissed off at each other, whatever it may be. But at a time like this, when we're all sitting on the couch, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of an opportunity to kind of look back or look maybe inside, get a little more introspective, introspective and say, wow, We're super lucky to be able to do what we do and to be able, not even just us in the industry, but anybody who who races, who loves karting, who loves any kind of motorsports for that matter about karting uh, for our purposes here, that man, when you can't race, it's tough. You know, us up in Canada, we're, we're not, we wouldn't be racing anyways. You know, our first, usually no. our first time ever to get on the track is maybe late March, usually early April for practice. Most of the programs don't start until the first couple of weeks or maybe even the end of May for some of the, for some of the club races. So we're not really missing that much. We're all in the garage still, you know, getting ready to go. But for the rest of the, the, the drivers more further south, man, it's when you can't have something you love so much, I think you, you realize you take it for granted to a certain extent
1: oh absolutely and and um there's nothing like a global pandemic to put things in perspective <laughs> right uh in a big hurry i mean it's it's really mind blowing to me i mean literally two and a half i mean you know 14 to 20 days ago you and i were both full speed ahead with all of yeah. our plans for 2020 and and i was amped up for this year i i you know we've had a fantastic year in 2019 you've got a lot of things popping on on many different fronts and i i mean i could just tell both you and i were just sort of charged up and ready to go right Yep. um i was on the on the verge of making a a a significant equipment purchase for here at at margay and and fortunately i have a very short attention span and, and and something got my attention and i i didn't hit the submit button on the order and man Five days later, the world's changed, right? And it it does give you the opportunity to put things in perspective. I've got a little picture on my desk that our buddy Mark Schweigen did for me of of me racing up at Midstate Kart Club in Springfield, Illinois. And looking at that picture, I've been doing this for, I don't know, 40 some odd years, right? And yep. any other day I look at that picture and go, oh yeah, there I am riding around a go-kart track, right? Big deal. Today I'm looking at that picture and go, going Wow! Look at that, man. That was so cool. Here I am, riding around a go kart track, and for the record, leading Kenny Williams, who's Wow! There you go. So <laughs> I gotta that, throw that in there. Got to get that in there. But um, but yeah, we take it for any other day. I I wouldn't even glance at that picture and give it two thoughts. Today I'm sitting here looking at it right now, thinking. My gosh, what I wouldn't give to get back to the, what, what I wouldn't give to load the cart in the back of the truck tomorrow and just do a solo shot over to Gateway Motorsports Park and Gateway Kartplex or up to Springfield or Quincy and just go out, even if it's just by myself and just yeah. go run for the afternoon, just me and my go-kart, you know? Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, definitely been a change of perspective over the last couple of weeks. Unbelievable how fast this has happened. I mean, and certainly your involvement in the IndyCar world. Wow. Uh, what was yeah. St. Pete like?
0: Well, and that's and that's just it, you know. Uh, I had David Cole over at the the Scusa race, the the opening round of the Pro Tour, the Winter Nationals at NOLA. He was there with Xander Clements because there was a, a conflict. I'm at the IndyCar weekend, and really, what in not even the space of 48 hours, probably 36 hours, we went from hey, we're going to be here. My mindset's like, okay, I, this thing's kind of starting to explode a little bit it's starting to develop a little more the whole coronavirus and you know let's get through we're gonna be able to get through this weekend we're all gonna have a good time getting the season started mm-hmm. and, and then we'll see what happens after that to uh you know how fast did it happen well oh the announcement's coming down that it's gonna be just uh just racers only then it's you know boom and all of a sudden like all of a sudden i'm i'm back at the hotel on friday night Rescheduling flights to get back to Canada for Saturday. I've been in quarantine for for 12 days because I was out of the country. So you know, I've I've been in my office in my home office for 12 days, and things just change so quickly. And of course, you know, people on the phone with each other. I'm messaging David at, at NOLA. Hey, how are things going over there? What are they thinking? Because you know, obviously there was there was no decree at that point that that events had to get shut down. Then then you know then we heard that there was 250 people. So maybe Scuzo was going to be able to squeak theirs in still, even though the IndyCar program. At Saint Pete got shut down. It's, it was just, it was probably the one of the weirdest forty eight hours of of my life, and probably any of us in, in the world of motorsports, seeing so many major events get canceled. When everybody's there, we're all at the track already. How are we not running this race? How can we not do this yeah. by ourselves? We've already, you know, we've already been with each other. You know, it's it's it was just the oddest thing. I think crazy.
1: It it's it really is. It's just surreal. I can't think of any other way to describe it. And you know, I was I was so looking forward to. Sunday afternoon watching the IndyCar race. I'm like, "Wow, well, that will yeah. be weird with nobody in the stands, but you know what? It's going to be a heck of a race. There's so many exciting new stories and uh, St. Pete is always, you know, an exciting turn one and an exciting race. And, and I was pumped up. I mean, I, you know, um, and then just, and, and I kept, I kept pointing to that. I'm like, Hey, they're still racing in St. Pete. So all is not lost. Right. Yeah. You know, there's still something going on out there. And at the moment, at the same time, they were going to be uh, running the trucks in Atlanta. and So I was looking forward to that too. And then, and then the cancellations start coming one after another. And it's just like, holy smokes. And the deal that happened in uh, uh, NOLA, really unfortunate for a lot of people. And, and uh, I think there's a little bit more backstory there that I would love to learn more about um, in the future. It sounds like there was some things going on that we don't know about and, um, I'd love to get the full story sometime,
0: well, and Scoos actually just coming out today, saying, you know obviously Sscooz taking the hit as well, you're bring Seventy-something uh, staff into a race. You, you've got them in hotels already. Same with sure. every team. Every team that was there. A lot of outlay. Uh, Squeeze has actually announced that uh, their plan moving forward w- would be to move the spring nationals, which was set for the first week of May. They're moving it for I believe to, to I believe the last week of May or the first week of June. That would correspond with kind of the uh, the optimism shown by the the new IndyCar schedule, which will mm-hmm. of, of course start in Detroit. Uh, and then what they'll do is that their plan is to run. Three main events at the spring Nats and three main events at the summer Nats. If you were one of the drivers entered at NOLA at the, at the Winter Nationals, and, and they say if you have your same tires, I'm assuming people could have used their tires. Maybe they didn't use their tires yet. They'll, they'll be able to either buy another set or whatever it may be. They don't have to buy tires and they get that Friday mm-hmm. race, that that first race for free, which I think is great. So yeah, uh, at least give the guys an opportunity to try to get those six rounds. In. And again, we're all doing that. Are we not? You know, sure. Keith, we'll give you the opportunity to talk about it as well. But, you know, WKA just announcing that they're going to reschedule their karting challenge, at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. You know, Andy Saisman's rock program, the, the Challenge of the Americas. He moved to the mid-May to be on a Rock Sonoma event corresponding with that club, that club event. Will that get moved again? We'll see. But everybody, I know everybody's working hard to, to somehow <laughs> try to jam our entire season to what could end up being, what, five months at the end of the year. Yeah. It's going to get
1: real interesting come May 1st. Um, I think we're going to start firing off again. We have a, our ignite challenge opener at the new Autobahn, uh, cart track in Joliet, Illinois at Autobahn country club up there, cart circuit Autobahn, uh, that is scheduled for April 25th. So, you know, we are in discussions with, uh, the great people up at Autobahn right now. And, and as of this moment, we're still full speed ahead for that. And we're, we're hoping everybody will be on track for that. And and of course, still using best practices, uh, even at that time, it's going to be interesting when we do get back to the track, but um, you know, you've got uh, an organization like Autobahn that just spent a ginormous sum of money upgrading their karting facility. And, and then to get hit with this uh, right at the start of the season for them is, is uh, you know, it's painful to see, but um, they are going to be around for the long haul. They've got a beautiful facility. They've got a, a fantastic management team, and and they're pros up there. They know exactly what they're doing. So we're honored to be working with them. Looking forward to that, and and uh, also picked up some new tracks. You know that we're going to be working with uh, in the Ignite program the the great the great track up in New York, uh, Cuddybackville as we used to call it. Um, That's Oakland, it, right?
0: Yeah,
1: Oakland Valley Raceway Park. Um, Tim Hannon, Chris Rock, and and a bunch of the guys up there. We're super excited to be working with them. We had a great time with those guys down in Florida at the Scusa event, the winter events down there. And, uh, and then Sean Bailiff, uh, Sean is now pushing our ignite program at Motorsports country club of Cincinnati, which is another great facility. And yeah, he's uh, got,
0: and he's got some good plans for that place too, which is amazing. That's, I know, I, I don't want to say too much. I'm sure you've talked to Sean about it. I'm going to have him on a podcast here real soon. We're actually going to get him on one of my, my uh, IG live chats, the Instagram chats uh, next mm-hmm. week. But uh got some great plans for that track in Cincinnati and you know Sean just he's absolutely one of the best guys in the sport that I've met over my 25 years and I just think uh I think there's going to be so much good things coming out of Cincinnati for sure.
1: Yeah, um we're fortunate that we've worked with Sean for oh gosh. Yeah. I I mean he's thrown me. he, he's
0: thrown he's thrown some like the old TNR 100 photos up from back yeah. in the 80s, right?
1: I mean, I think I think I first started um, working with Sean in 1990, 91, maybe when yeah. I first started working here and running Margay. But um, if you know Sean at all, you know that everything he does is first class. Um, he does a nice job with everything. He, he's a great promoter. Everything he does just looks great and is done right. So we're really excited to be working with him. The one,
0: so. the one, the connection that I had with Sean and I thought was very, very cool. I started, I, I, I ran a half a year. On a, i think it was an Invader chassis up in in Canada, at like six or seven races out of the back of a of our Zephyr station wagon, and didn't know what I was doing. Uh, that was eighty seven, uh-huh. and then ninety five. Uh, I was twenty seven years old when I actually got into the sport. Saved up a bunch of money to buy a seventeen hundred dollar used MXK, okay. uh, an MXK Mirage. I got sure. I bought it off the, the the track champion from the the two years before, and it had a Sean Bailiff fiberglass uh, yeah. driver fairing on it. Yeah, And I just, I had no idea who Sean Bailiff was. I just thought it was super cool, right? So, yeah. man, this thing's awesome. And then later, the way life kind of kind of changes and things, uh, I was just a racer back then. I worked for Performance Racing News, and he ends up being a, a client of mine, one of our partners at eCardinews.com, and uh, and just now now he's become a good friend. So it's, uh, it's super cool. That, uh, and it's good to him, for him to be with you. I know that the program they've put together for their Pro-Am Championship, At Mm -hmm. the Motorsports Country Club, you know, I know they were wondering, they were, what do we do? Do we go to an open 206 category? I know he and I talked a bit about the the Ignite program, and it just it seemed to me the Ignite was an absolute perfect fit for him, bringing people in from the country club and whatever it may be to that. You guys have just built a program, and you and I keep using the terms, you know, it just it it lowers the barrier of entry, whether it be financial or even mentally, right? You you don't get as intimidated when you know you're in exactly the same car as the guy beside you
1: yeah th- that's exactly right we've had um i think we're in our sixth year now with the program, and it's been really good for us um and we hope it's been good for karting too i mean uh we felt like there was a need for that program there was uh there were too many entry barriers into the sport, too many questions that were asked asked of new people uh getting yeah. into the sport. It was far too complex and it was far too overwhelming so we tried to address all of those issues and, and make it easier. We tried to provide a clear pathway into the sport. Um, and I want to be clear on something. You know, we take some heat from people like, oh, we don't need another two, 206 class. What We already have a 206 class. Yeah, absolutely. And we're not trying. We've never wanted to move existing go-carters from the class they run now into our Ignite class. That's never been the goal. The goal has always been from day one. Hey, you want to start kart racing? This is where you start right here. You know, we want to bring, we want to use Ignite as a vehicle, truly a vehicle um, to bring new people into the sport. We're not, we're not interested in pulling existing people from this class or that class. Hey, if they want to come join us, that's great. But uh, the focus is really on trying to get new people into the sport, and also we've had some success with people that have gotten out of the sport in the past. Yeah, because it got overly complicated, it got overly expensive, it got to be too much work to be competitive. We've got some great stories of people that were sort of on carting hiatus, and um, they got back into the sport specifically because of Ignite. And I've had some really great people pull me aside and say, "Hey, man." I I just want to thank you for doing this because I wouldn't be racing karts again today if it wasn't for this class. And and when you hear that, I mean I I you know, not trying to sound like we're uh, we have it all figured out by any stretch, but it makes you feel really really good when you hear that from from people that you respect and have worked with for a lot of years and you know from way back when. So we feel like we've got a good program going. Um we hope to keep expanding upon it. And we hope to see other strong um regional manufacturers and players uh, you know hey if they want to do a similar program in their area go for it you know we carding will all be better off i mean not to sort of talk about back in the day but you and i both have a tendency of doing that yeah uh, we do
0: <laughs> it happens
1: but, uh, but you know we used to have a lot of us based manufacturers right we had emic out in california we had invader uh, Coyote, of course, is still around. Uh, Track Magic, um, so many other great sprint chassis manufacturers back in the day, um, and, and sadly, m- many of them are gone. And but when we had all of those manufacturers back in the day, I feel like um, the participation level was higher, the intensity level was was as high as it is at any race today. Um, but there was just sort of more regional there was more depth to the involvement than there is now I think and
0: you know what I, you know what I would put on that it's interesting because back then at that particular period when you were trackside you could put a you could put a face or certain faces to chassis Mm-hmm. Right. Na- nowadays, you, we don't see we don't see Roberto Robazzi over here when OTK is running something. We don't see. Honestly, we do actually see Ronnie Sala from Burrell quite mm-hmm. a bit over here at some of the sure. major events. But but back then it was Ron Ebbing was there. Fausto Vitello, George Barros, all the guys from track magic were there. Yeah. Wayne yeah. Wispeler uh, sure. and Sa- and Sandy Gregory were track side for, for coyote. And the same goes now with, with Jim LaPari, yeah, but Jim, you know, Jeff Nelson right? with
1: invader, you know, yes, I mean,
0: exactly. And yeah. and whoever else it may be, the guys were there. Right. Yeah. And I think, and, and that's something that obviously is still held in the dirt and, you know, the speedway world sure. because, Absolutely. because they're not coming. They're all still there, but that's something it's, we used to always see. And, and that's, and really, we've seen it, right? We've seen we've seen the domestic manufacturing kind of slide into more of the four-cycle area right now where yep. people still, you know, really, really still believe in the product. Jim LaPari is out there, like we said. Uh, you know, um, you get guys from Ionic Edge. Uh, Paul Rice at, at
1: MGM. Yep. Great Paul guy. as
0: well, for sure. Yep, no doubt about that. And They're there.
1: By the way, have you had Paul on a podcast?
0: That's, listen, it's on my list. It's about five <laughs> down. He's definitely on my list. I like Paul a lot, man. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're great people. Yeah, I'm going to get him on here for sure. Because, again they've done such a tremendous job and, and you know what, give it up to them. They're marketing like crazy. They, they do their own Facebook uh, live uh, shows and I love it, man. It's it's like, I think it, it brings me back to the brickyard when I saw so many different carts out there, you got know, the Comet Eagle as well. I had a chance to drive the Comet Eagle, sure. which was a, was a ton of fun to drive working with Gary Lawson yep. and, and Colton Smith over there at, at Mark's place. And it was I, again, another, one of the other reasons why I love four cycle racing so much, not just because that's where I come from. It's what fed my love of the sport. I remember, I remember my first time driving the cart that used cart I bought. I remember that first race I was in and how overwhelmingly emotional I was to finally be able to be racing <laughs> at 27 years of age. I'd never raced, really raced before. And it was just, wow. it was amazing to me to be able to do that. And, and I, re, you know, I remember seeing the manufacturers that we had, we had a bunch of Canadian manufacturers back then as well, guys making Canadian go-karts. So yeah. I drove. I I drove a, uh, a a a slack cart, Bobby Slack. Sure. I drove. He had a sprint cart that we put together, and it was it was those were cool times. And I love I love seeing that now. I think there's a lot of excitement right now in four cycle racing, and once we get back to racing, it's just a it's just cool to have so many manufacturers again at least in the four cycle.
1: Yeah. And, and four cycles definitely doing well Two cycle. Um, boy, that's a whole nother, uh, yeah. chat we can have, but I mean, talking about four cycles and what we're going to do when we get back to the track and when we get back to some semblance of normal, um, you know, I'm just, I want to just try to put it in people's minds to think about the local tracks again yeah, and, and the local shop and the local guy. There's always a guy, right. That supports that local track. And those are the people that are the backbone of the sport, you know, um, the lifers and they keep this thing going. So everybody can, can come in and have a lot of fun as a family, as an individual and and do something that they're really passionate about. And without all of these, uh, gatekeepers at the local tracks and the lifers, man, this deal isn't going to work. You know, I mean, I think carding was in a pretty good place in 2019 and was doing pretty well, but I always, Agreed. Heard, yep. it was fragile though. Right. And, and, and what happened here in the last three weeks is, 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 I mean, it, it's knocked the best of industries, uh, down entirely. So, um, obviously carding is going to take a big hit here. It's something that we do for fun. It's something that we do for enjoyment. It's something that people don't have to do, but there's a lot of people here that, um, try to make a living at it. And, and, um, if we want to continue to see carding, around the way it has been in the past and then grow into the future, we really need to remind people to support their local tracks, support their local shops, support the local series, the local race promoter, all the people that it takes to make these things happen. We need to remember that they're not making a lot of money on this deal. They're doing it because they love it. And and maybe they can pay the bills a little bit and get to do something they enjoy. So um, without all those people um, putting that effort into it, it's going to be tough for us to get back to normal. So please support your local cart shops, cart tracks, um, and, and promoters. That's yeah. Let's, you know what,
0: let's go to a quick break here right now, Keith, when we come back, let's, let's hit on that a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about, about club racing. Let's talk a little bit about the industry that actually supports the foundation of the sport. So we'll do that folks. Stay with us more to come here on the EKN radio network. Comedic Gasket is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. Kometic carting gaskets are available as OE replacement top end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. Just like competitive carters, Cometic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Cometic's fiber materials are asbestos as free and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two-cycle kit, and Cometic's four-cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Kometic can tailor to engine builder-specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. Kometic gaskets are must-haves for championship winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Kometic gasket. Ceiling championships since 1989. If you're searching for a program to elevate you up the motorsports ladder, Crosslink Competition is your next step. Crosslink Competition provides arrive-and-drive programs that include driver coaching, data analysis, and engine rental programs for all major events in the 2020 season. Team Crosslink is scheduled to compete at the SCUZA Pro Tour, Rock Cup USA, and the United States Pro Kart Series events, as well as regional and local programs from their home base in Texas. Crosslink Competition is a full retail shop for the x and OTK parts line. Many new and used packages are available right now through their Dallas headquarters. Drivers interested in making the jump from karting to cars? Crosslink provides a streamlined opportunity for you. Team Crosslink Kiwi Motorsports was the 2019 F4 United States Championship title winner, providing the perfect transition within the same operation. Drivers looking to compete with an elite-level karting program or to pick up gently used team equipment are asked to call 214-432-4413. Be sure to follow all the team's social media platforms at Team Crosslink. Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network, episode number 34 of the Industry Insider. My name's Rob Howden, joined by uh, veteran industry member Keith Freeber from Margay Racing Products. Before uh, we went to the break, talking a little bit about club racing and, and the people that support it, because it's interesting. People that come into the sports... You know we, we talk about big manufacturers uh, you know the, the distributors the, the big names that you see nationally they of course uh, if, if, if things are going well have dealers all around the country in different pockets of areas whatever chassis brand whatever whatever product brand you're talking about those people are the, are the, are the frontline soldiers the people that with with the, the shops or that trailer they bring out to the club race every weekend and Keith they're, they're not they're, they're not just people selling product I, I like to use the word almost like a mentor. Or a teacher, because I remember the when I was there, you know, my, my first year, I, I was very, very lucky my first year of racing. The, the people I parked beside were, were were car racing people They knew who my dad was. They were into car racing themselves. And so they kind of took me under their wing. And I, the guy's name, actually, the guy's name's Adam Ross. He was a Marguerite driver. He had a Puma. <laughs> To be honest, oh, wow. and I've known Adam Crazy. forever. He's now the, uh, he's the voice of the, the NASCAR Canada Pinty series in Canada. Wow. Uh, so he's a fellow announcer and has become a very good friend of mine over the last uh, 25 years. Um, but it was those small little, at my little place, it wasn't even a 20 foot trailer. I, you know, the one guy that I bought a lot of stuff off of I think he had about a 10 foot trailer, but he's the guy that had the gears and yep. the chain yep. and the oil and the fuel line and everything I needed. And the yeah, knowledge. I was just going to say, and yeah, I was able to buy product for him, but he's the guy I went to every time. What do I do here? This is not working. My engine's not starting. You know, it's just, they're the mentors. They're the, they're the, they're the, the keepers of all the, they just take care of us. And I think in a time like this, when a lot of us move on from, from club racing, maybe go to regional racing, maybe become national racers. I'd love to put the challenge out to top national racers who have been in the sport for a long time. Go back to your, take a weekend off and go back to your club. And I'm going to start an initiative. Dave and I were talking about this. I want to start an initiative. We'll come up with the hashtag. We'll come up with the initiative, whatever it may be. Go back to your club and spend a weekend at the track or a day at the track and just go pit to pit. Can I help you? And, like, and, and say, because social media is so strong now, Keith, if, if let's say I, I put something like a John Crow, although I know John already does that, but you get people say you're coming to a track. I'm coming out. I'll be here. This is what I'm wearing. If you need me, find me. I'm here for you right? Whether it's driving instruction or working on the car. I think if we all give back a little bit, once we go racing again, we could turn this into a major positive.
1: Yeah, I I agree 110%. And and that's something that I had mentioned in a video message I put out last week. And you did, yeah. um, Return to your roots. You know, unfortunately, you know, the Scusa events have been canceled or postponed. Uh, USPKS has been canceled or postponed. WKA, same thing. And, And you've got a lot of national racers out there. And you know what, all of those national racers, all of the best in the country, all of the best cart racers out there, they all started a local track, mm-hmm. every single one of them. And if we wanna grow the sport, if we want to bring new people into the sport, we have to do everything we can to uh, get people in the door to these small local tracks, you know? And, and I couldn't agree more when you say, hey, take a weekend off, go back to your local track and let people know you're going, and, and again, just go there to help. Don't go there yeah. to race. Don't go there no, to help. help them and lap them. You yeah. <laughs> just come back and socialize and make it easier because karting can be overwhelming. It's it's very enjoyable, obviously very enjoyable. It's easy to get passionate about, but it can also be very overwhelming when you're new. So um, it's a tremendous opportunity for a guy like Colton Ramsey in, in Springfield, Illinois, who travels all over the country racing at the highest level and has for many years. How cool would it be for him to go back to Mid-State Kart Club on an off weekend for him or any weekend, you know, yep. and, and when Mid-State opens up again and just make the rounds and say, hey, you know what? I was watching you get into that corner up there. And I think if you turn in a little bit later, you're going to carry more speed off and that's going to help you all the way down the straightaway. Next thing you know, that young woman that's racing there, she goes out and picks up a half a second. And all of a sudden she's much more competitive and much more engaged. And and she's got a new buddy in Colton, you know.
0: That's um, it. Yeah. We just need to see more of that. And, um, let's let's put the challenge out to guys like Ryan Norberg, Brandon Jarsicrac, Christian Brooks. I'm thinking the top three of the EKAN driver rankings, right? Uh, Jake French, Billy Musgrave, um, AJ Myers, some of these guys, you know, these shifter cart guys. Just show up at a racetrack. And I know, I know some of these guys already do that, but I'm saying this is, if that's a movement we do at the start of the club season, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to inject so much energy and so much positivity yeah. into the sport right now. But that people and they're going to get new fans, right? Yeah, absolutely, that's the cool thing. Have new connect, make connections,
1: new customers.
0: Yeah, and and I mean, we always talk. I always talk
1: about carding as a pyramid, you know. And and some yeah, we really smart people yeah. uh, shared that concept with me a long time ago. And and there's three pieces to that pyramid. There's the base, right? And and that is local level kart racing, and you can't have anything else on that pyramid. You can't have anything above the base without strong local programs. You know, and in the middle of the pyramid, you've got all of regional karting, regional series, regional programs um, that are the next step up from the base. And then at the top of the pyramid, of course, is the pinnacle, the point. That's that's the sharpest end of the uh, of the competition. That's where all of the really great racers want to compete. Um, And and that's what a lot of us gravitate towards, right? You know, um, go go all the way back to the late 90s and the Constructors' Cup days. Yep. Super cool racing, really great stuff. And the whole industry kind of went all in behind the Constructors' Cup. Everybody was competing there. It was really great. And at the end of three years, we all sort of stood around and looked at each other and said, geez, where'd all our money go? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. but, But our focus, and my point is... Our focus was so oriented towards the top of the pyramid, tip of the pyramid. We had blinders on to everything else. We were just so focused on the next constructor's cup race and and running Formula A and Formula Super A and all of yeah. this crazy stuff that was really I'm cool. guilty of it as well. And I've said this before. I was too cool stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. really neat stuff that we totally forgot about what supports all of that. And you can't support that type of racing. You know, you can't have high level racing at Scusa or USPKS or WKA. You can't have those high level national series without strong, without a strong foundation. You've got to have a strong base to that pyramid. You have to have a solid middle section to that pyramid. And and it's a ladder program. You know, you move from the local to the regional level and then up to the national level. So none of that's, really cool stuff that we, we like as an industry is going to happen without a solid base. Uh, well,
0: and, and to be real, uh, if, there, if national racing stopped as we know it now, karting would still be fine. Yeah. Because yeah. because of the base. The, the, the top national level, which, which I estimate numbers-wise, it being about 3% of the racers yeah. in this country. Yeah. If that goes away... Uh, some of the industry is going to struggle those people that focus solely on national racing of course they will struggle they'll have to adapt and work their way down to regional and and, uh, and club racing but the sport will be fine without that that top level and right. really without you know ace forget well, base, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah you're, you're in trouble. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because, as I said, I was guilty of that early, too. You know, We got into a focus, as I did with shift a for Illustrative Magazine. And yeah, we did some club stuff, but even on eCarding News for a while there, we were really, really focused on top-level national stuff. David Cole and I were traveling you know, to, to the, all these races, uh, 15, 20 races a year. We're traveling, we're covering events. And I, and I had, I kind of t- took a step back. I, I, a number of people from regionals and club racing, you know, talked to me about the fact, how do we get coverage? What do we do? And I kind of had a realization that this was probably four or five years ago, really probably when, you know, when the two Oh six started coming in mm-hmm. and David, David and I sat down and I, and we came up with the operation grassroots uh, hashtag and a, kind of our focus on, on grassroots racing. And we just totally changed things. And it was just, we had that realization. Like I think everybody in the sport has at one or one time or another that, Hey, you know what we got to we're grassroots racers ourselves. You're not going to see David Cole and I running the super Nats or a a top level event, because that's not what we do. We're covering other things. We're, we're grassroots racers. We revel at the rock Island Grand Prix. I love running club events, whatever it may be. Right. It's it's, we had such a good time at the battle of the Brickyard. I cannot wait to get back to Quincy. Um, That was a change. And I think, The whole sport will have that, but we also need to just, if we just talk about this right now, that's the focus right now. Let's make sure that we take the time while we're on the couch here to think about supporting the club shops, you know, all that kind of stuff. And whether whether all that means is you pick up the phone and order a couple sets of tires right now that you're going to need in two months. This is the time to make some kind of an investment in the shops that you really, really want to be there when you get back in a month and a half or two months.
1: Yeah. As I said earlier, um, you know, we can't, you know, people can't go racing without the shops yep. and and the shops can't survive without people racing. So it's very important that I know it's a difficult time and, and a lot of uncertainty, um, but I know we're going to come out of this and I know there's still going to be racing. And if you have the means and if you have the comfort level um, at this time to, you know, support a small business, now's a great time to support your local shop, your local race promoter your local track with an annual membership, you know, whatever it is, anything you can do to uh, throw some encouragement uh, towards some of the smaller businesses. Well, they're all small businesses in carding. I mean, who's kidding who we're all small businesses. That's right. Yeah. Um, anything you can do though, to, to keep everybody engaged and, and to keep yourself engaged, um, man, it, it would go a long way.
0: But really, Keith, like you said, great, great, and a great little one line. If you have the means to do it, of course. If you don't, if you're struggling like some other people are right now, we get it. But if you have the means, let's say you know that last year you 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 bought six sets of tires. If you have the means, order those tires now. Yeah. Put the money. Put the money down that the at the guy that that guy that you buy from at the track every weekend. Yep. Put the money down now. Send yep. that guy fifteen hundred dollars and say these are for my six sets of tires this year. Yeah. I got you. I got you right now. Yeah. I'll take care of you. I mean, that's like that change somebody's life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, things like that really go a long way right now. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's just a, it's a crazy, crazy time. I've, uh, the boys, uh, just pulled up or a truck just pulled up here as we're speaking. And I've got an international shipment that just landed. And, and so, you know, the bills keep coming when you're a small business and a small manufacturer product that we ordered, um, several months ago, you know, that's been in route was still in route and it's still getting delivered. And, and so the warehouse is sort of piling up with carts and product and everything else. And, and we're ready to get back to the track and, and uh, I'm sure everybody else is too. So we're looking forward to that point.
0: Let's take one more break here on episode 34 of the Industry Insider with Keith Freeber. When we come back, let's talk. Let's get a chance to talk about when we go racing with the ignite uh, the ignite program because I'm super excited. Let's talk about some of the majors. Let's talk about events that uh, that you're excited about. Uh, let's let's talk racing. We we've, we've talked all about what's happening right now with the coronavirus and how we're all kind of sitting in here trying to take care of our sport, making sure everybody comes out on the other side uh, looking good. But let's let's talk racing when we get back, folks. Stay with us. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all. And we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs at many of karting's biggest East Coast events, full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Karting Group is a full-service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level. We're also your Midwest home for Tony Kart and Miami, and we're your source for MG and Avinco tires in the region. Tony Kart quality cannot be beat, so call us today to put you in a new chassis for your next event. In 2020, we'll be racing and providing arrive and drive programs for the full Superkart USA Pro Tour and the Great Lakes Pro Kart Challenge, the WK's Kart Week in Daytona, and exciting events like the USAC Battle at the Brickyard and the Rock Island Grand Prix. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Carding Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Carding Group has a long history in the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history in motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, The Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level and track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of the race day. To learn more about the 206 engine and to find a North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs and Stratton Racing, what powers you? Welcome back to the... Thirty fourth episode of the Industry Insider. One of my good friends, Keith freeber from Margay Racing Products, joining me here today. And we've talked a lot about how the sport uh, has evolved over the last couple of years. How it's kind of reeling right now with the uh, with the coronavirus and and the hashtag Stay Home um, movement that's happening right now. And of course, we all need to do that, do whatever we can to, to practice social distancing and and washing your hands. And let's take care. Let's take, our, take care of each other and make sure that everybody is uh, is staying away and Try to halt the, the progress of COVID-19. Let's start talking, Keith, about racing, because again, I'm super excited this year. The anytime my schedule rolls out, I never know how it's going to be. You know, I, I base first off of IndyCar, where can I go with the road to Indy? And then, of course, I have the SuperCar USA events and challenge of the Americas, whatever it may be. The Iowa race was always on, it, was on top of the, the launch of the Battle of the Brickyard, which pissed me off because I wasn't able to go. <laughs> Then we don't go to Iowa. IndyCar changes Iowa. And boom, all of a sudden, I get a chance last year to go to the Battle of the Brickyard, which I'm telling you, of my 25 years, probably the first or second of the best races I've ever been to. I had such a good time with that. I had I was exhausted. Um, you guys rolled out the red carpet for your, your Margay Ignite uh, arrive and drive program, which is, I think, just stellar. I will recommend that to anybody. I had such a good time working with Mike Birdsell. But man, ever it was a hundred degrees after every session. I'm stripping down. It was warm, dude. I was out of shape though. Like, come on, I'm fifty. I was 50, uh, 51 now, fifty years of age. But I had such a good time. And then schedule the way it is, things kind of opened up for me. Quincy in the park is open for me. And Terry Trader calls us. I want you on the microphone with uh, with Randy Kugler, and I jumped at the chance to bring the Can Trackside Live program there. I, I knew you were super excited to get Quincy back on the on the program because, of course. Really one of the highlights for, for the whole Margay program over the last, what, 30-something years, right? Absolutely. And, and you know, you
1: talk about these these cool uh, national-level events, and and we were just talking about how important it is to race at the local level. And and so I just want to say something about the way our Ignite program ties both of those things Let's together. Start with because that. Perfect. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of contradictory to say, hey, we're racing this entry-level program at Indianapolis Motor Speedway at one of the largest events of the year or with the Scoozer Winter Tour down in Florida. And the way we look at it is we are providing an opportunity for those people that we've brought in at the lower level, at the local level, at the regional level, or uh, not even regional, level, but at the at the club level, you yeah. know, at the local track level, we're providing a pathway, an easy pathway for those people to go see what the next level looks like. Like, you know, a, a lot of local ra- racers are never going to take it upon themselves to travel down to Florida and and compete in a scusa race or see what it even looks like. It's completely foreign to them. And, and so we took, um, we had a total of 64 entries across the two weekends down at at the scusa event. And I would say of those 64 entries, more than half had never been to a national level event like that. And they were just like blown away.
0: Yeah. 64 huge smiles.
1: Yes. They had an amazing time. And, and, if nothing else, a lot of those guys just had a fantastic time that weekend, said, so that was really cool. I can't believe I got to do that. That was tremendous. I got to race at Miami Homestead at, yeah. and uh, AMR Raceway down there. And they had a great experience. Some of those people will go, wow, that was really awesome. I want to go do that again. And so now we're, we're expanding the, the, the participation uh, level from the local racers. We're, we're showing them what else is out there and giving them an opportunity to race against top-level drivers as well. You know, Gabby Chavez raced with us down there. Uh, James French, you know, a lot of other… Uh, Santino Ferrucci. Francisco Ferrucci. Good grief. Yeah. How crazy yeah. is that? You can take your Ignite cart that you're racing over at Mid-State Cart Club or Gateway Kartplex Plex or, or TNT Cartways or wherever. You can take that cart, go down to Florida, and you can race against Santino Ferrucci in the exact same equipment. So Exactly. Um, But that's our Ignite majors program. That's the top level. And we feel it's important to compete at that level and have racing at that level to show people what it's like and give them something to aspire to if they choose to do so. We're not saying you have to go do this or, you know, including it in any sort of points program. It's just, hey, this is there. Yeah, and if you want to compete at that level, here's an easy way to go do it, and you get and to you're offering you're things.
0: offering the experience, Keith. That's what it is. Yeah, right. For, for for that guy, Gateway, how is he going to go to that race? Yeah. You know, it's it, how would he do that? You guys offer the you guys offer the experience, you you, you and you make it easy. It's a turnkey experience. All you got to do is say yes, and you come to it. It's yeah. it, it's a, it's the same with you guys working with with USAC carding to make sure that the Margate Night program was part of the Battle at the Brickyard. You know and, and for me, it's it's. I love what Mike Burrell from USAC Karting said. It's it's the country's largest club race. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yes, it's yeah. It's it, it's a feel like a national because it's so big and everybody knows about it and it's four hundred and something plus entries. Yeah, but if you go there, it just felt like this badass, really really high high intensity but fun club race. Right, everybody's there having a great time we're not talking top level stuff there, you know, there was a couple of big trailers, but it wasn't packed full of Toter homes and, and trailers right. and huge. It was, there was a lot of trucks and guys from the back of a pickup truck and easy. Ups
1: awesome. And, and it's that's what carding awesome. karting is supposed to be in every person's sport. It's supposed Agreed. to be accessible to a wide yep. range of people with a diverse background, a diverse economic background. It's supposed to be accessible to a wide group of people. And, and that's exactly what USAC carding has done with their events. They've catered to that crowd and, for us, again, with the Ignite program there, we really like it because we see people like that drive in from Florida, drive in from New York, drive in from Oklahoma, Tennessee, wherever, uh, Wisconsin. They come in from all over with the exact same equipment, and they know that when they show up at that race, I've got the exact same equipment as the guy next to me. I don't have yep. to worry about I buy the latest and greatest clutch or whatever it is today. And we have some great racing. We have a lot of fun and a lot of friendships are made. A lot of good times are had. Um, a lot of beer is usually consumed too. As you mentioned, yes. it's pretty warm. Yep.
0: Yep. It was and, warm. And yep. That happened. That happened.
1: And, and I know we're running out of time here. So I and, and we're talking about beer again. I don't know why you and I always do that, but um, I would like to know, you know, we're talking about Quincy. I wanna I wanna hear you real quickly your favorite Quincy memory.
0: Oh God, you're gonna do this, aren't you? All right. So yeah, all right. Oh, I love it. So I, I, Keith, you invite me to come down. Yeah, I, you, I was very new at National Cart News. You have to come. You have to come to, to Quincy in the Park. All right. So I, and there's even more to the story. I fly into to St. Louis. I yep. get a, I get a, I get a tour of the, of the shop, the, the factory, the Margay factory, which I think is super cool. You and I and Darren Rudolph climb into the, the, the truck, the dually yep. with the big trailer on the back. Do you remember almost dying on the way to Quincy?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was we were, driving. So I, you yeah, were driving. I, I, it was pretty vivid. Sure. We're
0: rolling up the road and some lady's in front of us and she decides she's going to lock the brake up, brakes up. Cause she wants to turn left across the track across the road to, to go the other direction. Yeah. And of course we're, I don't know how many thousands of pounds we are. <laughs> you're on the brakes. You're on the trailer brakes. We're all holding on. We go down into the ditch with the full power. What? That's a 40 something foot trailer, right? 40 foot fifth wheel. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. The gooseneck back up top. And out of the trailer on the way there. I remember us looking at each other like, I can't believe we're we're still alive. And I was just it, thinking
1: to myself, well, yeah, that's just Quincy, man. That's just oh. another part of the experience. That's oh, nothing. Wow. Wait till so, tomorrow. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I get there and I get, you know, one of the the highlights of my career. Early on, obviously, I got a chance to meet Gus Trader, an absolute yeah. legend in her sport. You yeah. know, and yeah. Gus treats me like, he treats me like he's known me forever. Sure. Hop, hop in the car, takes me for a, a drive around Quincy to show me the, the place. Then I hop in a golf cart. We do the, Drive around the track. Um, I think you were with us in the golf cart, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm loving this place. This is great. I can't, this is so super exciting. Uh, a couple too many beers on Saturday night. You and Rudolph, I think you said I got Dan Schmalsov's cart in the trailer you could drive. You should drive this weekend. And uh and Darren Rudolph's gonna give me a motor. So I, drunken, I agree to it. I think I went back to the hotel room we called Mark Miller and told Mark Miller, if I die, take care of my, uh, my wife at the time. I literally made that phone call because I was that drunk. And I think I started 35th in Yamaha pipe heavy. And I think I came up to, to 12th. It was, uh, it was wild.
1: A stellar was wild. time was had by all.
0: It was awesome. But I do remember coming off the track feeling like I was an absolute rock star. I'm 12th. Scott Evans won the race, I think. And, mm-hmm. and I said to Scott, "He goes, Scott, you know, it'll turn five there, whatever it is. I coming through that right hand of there, dude. I did not, I didn't even break until the, uh, until the manhole cover. And he looked at me straight and he goes, Rob, all I do there is breathe it a little bit. <laughs> <You can't> break. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was a rock star, but Scott Evans, of course, another legend. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was that. That's my Quincy story. I'm I'm excited to get back. You know, I I look forward to working with Randy on the microphone. Just to, to be, be part of the event is huge for me. To add it to the Ek and Trackside Live Tour makes me super happy. And to get a chance to run uh, Gay again and ignite and ignite Masters, I'm I'm thrilled. And, and I, you we're know not going to
1: decide on Saturday night. We already know in advance. We know We're, we're yeah. playing. Yeah, we we've it. gotten a lot older and wiser now. So we're going to plan in advance.
0: Let me say this, though. I'll tell you this. When the IndyCar schedule came out, the new IndyCar schedule came out, I I braced myself. Right? Because everything's going to be squished in. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Well, what am I not going to be able to do? Quincy? Safe. Brickyard? Safe. Perfect. Uh, 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 And Rock Island Grand Prix all of a sudden Open. Nice. Oh, yeah. Because I usually go I usually go to Portland on that weekend. Right. The Portland uh, race is Labor Day weekend. They move Portland. uh, They push Portland a week in gateway week down. I'm off Labor Day weekend. Nice. I I may be able to go back to Rock Island, which is super exciting to me. I, I thought I would
1: never be there again. Jeez, with all the seat time in the Ignite cart between now and then, there's no reason you can't win Rock
0: Island. Uh, until Tony Nielsen joins up and he screws me over again, <laughs> like he did the year they started the 206 Masters class. I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be awesome. Greg Dingus and I, we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna win. Oh, Tony Nielsen's running, yeah. 30 years of age. Yeah, one more year, he would he would have been ineligible. Yeah. Okay. Re- recalibrate at that point. I, <laughs> hey, I did qualify. I qualified second to Tony. That's so what, I figured. That's I, I figured that I was first in class.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly.
0: He was 30. I think I was. F- I think I was 45 at the time. Yeah, so I felt I, I was like a supermasters. I felt that was all right. <laughs> so I'm really excited about it for sure. Um, you got to be yeah, again. It's like you said, 2019. Keith, such a great year for Margay, Such a great year for that ignite program. So much growth. Uh, the track in, in Hastings, Nebraska. You guys are adding adding because there's so much interest. You're just you're adding more tracks and more racers and and more customers. Um, for me, I look at the last decade, and I think. There, there are two, I think, the, the biggest stories. Uh, the first, the fact that the Supercar USA Pro Tour, in the 25 years I've been doing this, it was able to last for 10 years, and it's still going now. Yeah, Because We've, seen, I mean, times we've seen national series get eaten up, right? Sure. The next series comes in. It was a Scusa Pro Tour. Then it was Stars of Karting. Then yeah. it was then it was the uh, Championship Karting International, the CKI. And then it was a couple of years off. Yeah. Scusa, through all the battling, yep. we know what happened to the industry. They were able to stay with a national series, Get up to you know t- over 200. That's good for national level racing. It's good for the industry at that level for yeah. for sure. Yep. Mar- the Margie Ignite program, hands down, easily, um, right there with Scusa as the success story I believe of the last decade.
1: Well, thanks. I appreciate that. We've worked hard at it, and we've just had a lot of tremendous support along the way, and uh, a lot of a lot of great uh, customers that we've gotten to know, and our extended family has kept extending, and and uh, I've just you know, I hate to keep saying I've been doing this for a long time, but I've been doing it for a long time and gotten to work with a lot of people, great people over the years. But the the group of people that we get to work with these days is just I love going to the track again. I just I really enjoy going to the track. I really enjoy working with the customers. Um, its It's all good. So had a great year last year. Fantastic year. So pumped up to get started this year. Thought, man, we're going to kill it this year, and then had our legs kicked out from under us, uh, as as did everybody. And but I feel like we're in a good position. I feel like we're going to hit the ground running again as soon as we all get back to normal. And just uh, looking forward to that time. And we will be ready to go. And we hope all of our customers will be ready to go. I know you'll be ready to go. I'm ready uh, now. Appreciate all of your support, and can't wait to get you in the cart or the bar or both yes quincy looking yes. forward to both of those Love and uh and can't wait till i get to see you again at the track
0: well i'll tell you folks i i was not not worried at all that keith and i would be able to fill up a show we're at the 49 minute mark with a couple of breaks there so not surprising that uh that we were, had a lot to talk about but of course as keith said margay is such a fantastic program they're going to have a, a great year again when they get launched more tracks coming on on board oakland valley raceway park tim hannon uh, doing some racing actually down at the uh, at the uh, Scuza Winter Series with the the first Margie Ignite major of the season. He was down for both of those races. Big time supporter of it now, so we'll see that at Oakland Valley. Sean Bailiff and the the good folks at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati with their new Pro Am Championship. Yep. They'll have the Margie Ignite program there as well, and I'm sure that that uh, Sean will be bringing uh, his Ignite racers to to majors around the country as well. Again, big thank you to Keith Freiber for joining us here on the EKN Radio Network, folks. Uh, lots of content coming. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to download the EKN Radio Network app if you haven't already to your phone. And also, make
1: sure to support but, local karting.
0: That This is hashtag support local carting, folks. That's what it's all about. We talked about it already. When you've listened to this, pick up the phone, call your local cart shop, call the guy that is with you trackside, the guy you go to every Saturday morning to get whatever it is, oil, fuel, whatever. If you can spend any money with that guy and that girl, do that now. That family needs you right now. They're going to be there when you come back racing, but they need you right now. So call your local car shop. As soon as we're done here, spend a bit of money. Make sure they are good to go until we get started racing once again. On behalf of Keith Freeber, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.